know what our audience also needs today is yeah. a quick review on Oppenheimer. Oh, yes. I saw Oppenheimer. Um, did you see it? Not yet. Next week. Okay. Uh, so go no see spoilers. Just give yeah. me like a... Well, spoiler alert. They dropped the bomb. Um, <laughs> oh, damn it. No, I don't even need to see it. Yeah, I can't Jesus. see it. Fuck. No, uh, great. Uh, does pretty good job uh, based on the book, um, American Prometheus. Mm. Um, obviously, there's, there's uh, you know artistic interpretation and and um sure. and you know, things like that yeah but uh i visual I, I'm, depiction i'm gonna say this i'm i'm making a statement Uh-oh. um Uh-oh. this is his best film this is no whoa oh shit um all right you guys better stretch don't pull a hammy please see it in imax um we are we are yeah it yeah in in Not the, the seventy true, millimeter though. We don't well, there's only thirty. One. There's only thirty theaters in the world right. that can show that, and we don't have one here. But I saw it on a IMAX laser, which is mm. about as close as you can get to it. Um, and it's fantastic. Um, Excellent. Oh, it I'm feels epic. Now. It feels like something that shouldn't be exciting is really tense and exciting. And I, I there were well, things... no one's a master at that. Yeah. This is this is this is a this is really a. A reviews review of our yeah. praise for Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah, but I I would say it's it's wonderful. It's a story I think younger people should really uh, go to. Um, I don't think a lot of the younger generation, even our generation, really fully realizes the impact of nuclear oh, yeah. the weapons and the magnitude and how uh, we're still to this no day pun very, intended very close. Yeah, very close to just wiping our species off the planet, but. Um, with like a, a nu- nuclear ways. holocaust situation. Oh yeah, I mean it, it would happen in, Yikes, in thirty that's minutes. Scary. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of morality and things like that, and, and it's still just a fascinating story. And I love the American Prometheus um, kind of analogy because it really fits. So um, anyway, this after great. hours is kind of a review, a review uh, sesh because I my next thing I wanted to ask you about was have you seen HBO's The Idol? I know you've probably heard about it. I've heard it's god awful. That's all I I gave it. I I heard so many publications shit on it and yes, say it's god awful and bad and this and that and this and that. And I was like, okay, I am so curious. I have to give at least the first episode a chance. And so I watched it and I can see why everybody (laughs) feels this way okay i can see why there is epic criticism directed at this did i think it was as bad as everybody says it is no it is definitely bad um and it's definitely hyper and over sexualized it's it's trying too hard to be edgy and cool and i'm the fucking weekend and look at me and all that shit but it's i you know this is such a novo thing to think about because I I started as I was watching it and there was so much cringe and just like either bad writing or bad performances like it was just so over the top it was so consistently bad that I I started to think wait is this purposeful you know because I started yeah. to comp- in my mind I started to compare it to The Wolf of Wall Street because that really? is yeah that is like bonkers over the top you know imagery and debauchery and all this mm-hmm. crazy stuff but it was done purposefully it was made to be jarring and all that stuff yeah to be in a reflection to be in a, a reflection of 
what happens when greed takes over and power takes over and all yeah. this stuff. And I thought, is this trying to wolf a wait, Wall wait. Street, you know, pop idol culture like yeah. Taylor Swift's and Britney Spears's of the world and stuff like that? And what goes beyond, you know, behind the scenes? Like, are, is it trying to is it trying to be so over the top and so edgy and cool and sexualized that it's trying to say, oh, this is actually ridiculous. That's why we're being so over the top with it that yeah. we find it ridiculous. And the more I thought about it, the that's that's mm, stretching. That's that's just my analytical eye taking over. It probably is exactly how it is meant to be taken, like the superficial appeal. I don't think there <laughs> there probably yeah, isn't a deeper yeah. Wolf of Wall Street kind of angle to this. But I I found it fascinating to think about it that way. So I urge everyone to give it a try. And yes, you will probably hate it as much as most of us do and did. And um, I will I will sum it up. I will sum it up, sum up the very first episode with this as the main overall conclusion. It did not at all make me want to continue. Like as soon as okay. I ended it, I was like, okay, I got. I can see why people are criticizing this. I can see, but just on face value like you know trying to get into the character and the stories and it, you know trying to really take that edgy cool over sexualized you know thing you know seriously I, I still couldn't i was like well i'm never watching this again kind of thing that feeling so still still give it a watch like that first episode for its cultural relevance and trying to understand why it is so bad like the, it is so bad on so many levels but you know, why is yeah. is was it just production problems? You know, was it just the weekend trying to take over? You know, like what what was the why did it did the product turn into this? I I also find it like it's a weird choice for HBO like that. I it, maybe I'm I'm totally wrong here, but it just seemed like a weird premise for a show. Um, that people would be really interested in. I, I it, it just seems like it would be limited to a very small audience. Um, I don't know. It, it just seemed well weird. This is. I think it's it's doubly fascinating because we have a kind of a version of what they were trying to achieve with Euphoria, and Euphoria yeah, that's is what like I mean. critically yeah. acclaimed and that's what uh, I mean. Yeah, successful and allotted and won all these award awards. I'm like. Okay, why is this landing so well and this other, you know, IP not landing at all? You yeah, because it does kind of turn to this weird, like, you know, when there are, there's sexual elements, it's like this weird torture porn kind of stuff, and it's just kind of all over. It's just, yeah, it's it it has a vision. Don't get me wrong. I was about to say it has no vision. No, it has a vision. It just, I don't know if it was <laughs> fully realized or articulated as like... successfully as it could have been. You're saying it's kind of like if, if back during the Sopranos era, they they came out with another mobster show called The Altos, and it was like <laughs> the baritones. <laughs> instead of the instead of the the uh, Italian mob, let's look at the you know the Amish you know mob you know or the Irish mob. The Irish, yeah, um, oh, it's absolutely so beautiful. I will. Um, say, can I can I make a suggestion if you don't want to watch? um the show please 
what yeah, would it be? Please, if if you don't want to spend your time, just instead, just just watch uh, Neil Breen's masterpiece, Fateful Findings. Masterpiece theater. Watch Fateful Findings. I think you'll get more enjoyment out of that than than this show. So. And before we go, I do want to. Yeah, we, me and Buck, saw the band. We the were smile. We were together. We went to. Uh, we we were in the, the same rock and room. roll show. Rock and roll, psychedelic, shoegaze. So we saw experimental. We saw the smile live, and it was so many things. I thought we could do a quick little review of our experience. I want to hear more of your your because I think when we left, I, I think this there was two things. Well, we 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 couldn't see each other the next day because I had to catch a flight, but. You said something to me where you said, I'm still processing it. Yeah, I was still processing it because how they reinterpreted their music. So the studio versions of the music they performed for us was dramatically different, you know, and they've, and Radiohead has done this for eons. They, they rearrange their original studio pieces to give us either, um, either something new in a live format or i think i think honestly it comes back to them as artists like they want they want to be challenged and 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 find fresh things and it turned into like their songs were fragmented as compared to how their studio album versions are where they feel like real you know big uh beginning middle and end songs even though it's in their style where this was like almost one giant piece of them weaving in and out of the traditional songs Hmm. and then having these interludes of like weird avant-garde experimental jazz and shoegaze and just a mess of a sound to our ears only to but it was still orchestrated yeah only to find the one again go back into the next piece and continue forward all the while having a saxophone player weave in and out of the pieces almost he came in and left like a ninja sometimes he would he would be there he would appear like he had smoke bombs like batman he would just like he would just like uh manifest on the stage and play uh (laughs) maybe three or four notes uh very held for several you know beat some long measures. tied like, notes yes. yeah they weren't like any it wasn't like a complicated uh you know sound or music thing but uh you know like playing but yeah it was it was well my brother kept you know the, he really um we went with our producer clayton and my brother cobar spiritual and that's yeah. his jedi name and um yeah, he probably I've, doesn't I've, want us to use this real name oh no but, we're not gonna use uh cobar spiritual um went with us as he's a longtime uh, lover of Radiohead and all of their, you know, auxiliary uh, acts like Adams for Peace and some of their solo work and things like that. Yeah. He's followed their career um, just as much as we have, so he was definitely a perfect addition to to watch the, them perform. And he, he really um, held on to just using the word experimental, you know, mm-hmm. with a yeah. lot of their very complicated, you know, bass lines and melodies and like it got very complicated with what they were doing and keeping up with them and and then that's when it would turn into psychedelic psychedelic 
rock to me, psychedelic, oh, okay. psychedelia. Yeah. And where I was just like, what? But it was still like such a wall of sound. So that's where I got the shoegaze. But then when they would do the instrumental breaks and just kind of play, mm-hmm. that's where I still, I still feel like they were playing jazz in a lot of way. Yeah. Tom Skinner is a jazz the drummer does uh, not play the drums player. very heavily either. He he has kind of a lighter hit when he plays. Did you notice that too? I think that was a a a product of the sound in that because we didn't we didn't. I thought mm. we were going to have a good position. We did for not a have good a good sound, sound. Yeah, for them for us to hear it. Yeah, it was but very it was, muddy. It was very muddy. Yeah, the mix was weird. Uh, not their fault. Um, I don't even yeah, think it was, it was probably like, the front house technician's fault is probably honestly the acoustics in that acoustics yeah i think the that that that's what yeah it was that sounded like that yeah Yeah, i yeah when he would just talk to us sometimes you know tom york in between like it was very hard to make out sounded like yeah right it was very hard to make out what exactly he was saying but it was still like but i you know with all that being said I as much as there was elements of like oh, okay you know I hear this kind of music and I hear that kind of music mm-hmm. it all came together to I felt like it was still something I'd never heard before in a way yeah, even yeah. though it was like oh this is kind of psychedelic this is kind of shoegaze this is kind of jazz this is kind of rocking it all came together to be its own thing which yeah. I thought was special because just like Adams for Peace I would be very surprised if they toured again ever, as this version. Again, yeah of of an act uh i loved it i was in sonic bliss i felt like the whole time uh besides the muddy um definitely a musician's quality. kind of music it, it was a musician's know? kind of music and and um like a frank <laughs> zappa like just yeah. like a lot of the phrasing and a lot of the figures they were writing on the bass and guitar were just like what what are you doing yeah like, in and it <laughs> And it's interesting because they were a trio and, and I felt like they were still trying to make like the complex sounds. And, well, that's and where music. the quartet, the the horn player would come in because well, he would also if, every once in a while get on a keyboard, just like well, the drummer would get on a keyboard or a sampler or a synthesizer. So, Well, that's what I mean. Uh, that's what I was trying to get to. It was like, like a band of multi-instrumentalists constantly changing what they were playing. Well, they had to because like in what I was trying to say, like they're like with Radiohead, you have you have Ed, Colin, Philip, and then you have now you have another. You made drummer. a good uh, Buck made a good joke. Like the only reason they went on tour is because the the Greenwood brothers would fight over who got to play the bass. No, yeah, I want to jo- play the bass. No, Johnny I just want to. <laughs> Johnny wanted to just to play bass because he plays bass on no, several I do. Of the songs. Yeah, which he does like a very interesting. Uh, he plays the bass on one one of their songs. Call- so the joke is Colin won't let him. That's the Colin bit. won't yeah. Colin won't let him play bass, so that's why. Um <laughs> We're just sorry, gonna have an ongoing bad. bit now where we're I'm gonna play Colin and you're gonna play Johnny. It's like, can I play the bass? No. Can I this is Radiohead? I play the bass. I just composed another score for a film that I I'd like to play the bass. No. It's what I play live. Then get out of here. Get out get out of my room, Johnny. If if you don't if you don't stop Tom and I are just gonna start our own band, and 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 Philip said he Fine. would do whatever he you want to do. So we'll just get another drummer. Fine, get out of my room, Johnny. Fine. I'm leaving Oxford, and we're, we're gonna go start a, another band. That's it. What's it? What's it called? 
Well, I don't know. The smile or something stupid. I, I smile when I play it. So when I play the bass guitar. So I call it smile. Um, no. So it, yes. Getting back on track. Um, no, I was, I loved it. And scene. I, when, so my point was with like Radiohead, you, you have more musicians, more things they can, they can, guys can fill in for each other and do other things. I felt like there was a lot of loops uh being used and and oh yeah the pedals um, were doing a lot of the, the heavy pedals lifting. were doing a lot of it so but you have to do that when you only have three people and and because i was watching johnny most of the time uh you know he was going over to his rack a lot and and changing things and then he would you know he had a huge pedal board um but uh he also this, brought his harp guys and he did get yeah. the bow out to use he it did on his get guitar. the bow yeah, he did get the bow out he he used it uh which was pretty cool he's used it in a few other ones he didn't do the coin bow um that he used on um uh in rainbows which was really cool uh but um i'm still impressed by his playing i, I told you that thin thin thing the song specifically yeah tell the good people about that because there's some interesting techniques yeah and it's hard to describe without just watching it i i, I would i would suggest well, no you did it well you said it was kind of a strum strum, strum and, and pluck at and the plucking. same time yeah strum and plucking and then also kind of uh tamping down notes to make a specific sound or tamping down strings i mean to make a specific sound which it's not like people haven't done that before it's mm-hmm. just really interesting that he does it and then he just goes into like old school radiohead like bends down and just starts strumming the hell the the living hell out of his guitar like if you've seen some of the videos he's like kind of straining you can see him straining his teeth while he's doing it um but hmm. he he does you know it, it's so to me it was so it's so exciting to see like as somebody that is as talented as all three of these people especially him playing because you you can tell it's just, he's not wanting to do the same old crap every time he's always trying to push himself to do different things make different sounds and so this to me like the smile was more like what him uh, Tom and Johnny really wanted to keep pushing themselves experimentally together uh versus like maybe the other guys oh yeah to keep it fresh to keep it fresh and some of the other guys you know there's there's been stories like ed and and colin you know you know like in rainbows was a perfect example of that they they kind of wanted to go back to more of a traditional sound you know thrashing guitars kind of thing instead of always having to do like you know play uh what is it on there there they 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 had to play the drums on one one of the parts in their live shows so i mean i I, I think that's kind of where this comes from, but still, um, it, it, it was really it was really cool to see him. Not all their songs are my cup of tea, but um, they're playing like the opening track. Um, all the studio songs are my cup of tea. You know, yeah, the live yeah. versions were the just live so were, different. You they, know, just some like of them dramatically were dramatically reimaginings of. But of I think, the... but I think it's a, the constraint of that they're a trio and they're playing there and they can't do multi instrumental. Things, sure. yeah. yeah in production but anyway but yeah i loved it i i, I liked clayton's uh um uh, our producers review. yeah what night. was his review for the good uh, people th- that was different that was different yeah <laughs> so if you get a chance guys um check out the smile they're different that was different 